I'm Ashley Easter. And I'm Charlie Grantham, and you're listening to Serendipity, the podcast where we explore everyday magic all around us. everyone and welcome back to the serendipity podcast today we are going to be talking about our year and review but before we get into that this is our 25th episode oh my gosh charlie <laughs> can you believe I it oh i know it's crazy 25 like i i remember thinking episode five was a big deal but like yeah 25 is yeah it's yeah and just want to say thank you to everybody who tunes in and listens for your reviews and your comments and for following us on social media. Like we do this for fun. And also it's like super just, I don't know, exciting when you all get to participate in our conversations that just like lights my, lights my world up. (laughs) Yeah. It's really fun to connect with everyone on social media or, um, when people write in and tell stories, excuse me. Um, that's always just really, I think that's like, other than getting to talk to you all the time, Ashley, that's like my brightest point of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. Um, so for our 25th episode, it's also our last episode of 2021. So we thought it would be a really fun, Um, idea to do kind of like a year in review and kind of talk um, about things that either we've learned or things we've overcome or accomplished or like just like any kind of memorable things about the year Um, and I think that I kind of brought up this idea and I think it's because I've really been trying to do a lot of reflection and Mm -hmm. to um, express a lot of gratitude Lately, something I really used to do, uh, I mean, I would express gratitude to like maybe other people if they did something for me or like something, but for myself, like it's not something I really did. And I started doing that this year and it's really been a positive thing in my life to be able to reflect on, on things about myself. (laughs) Um, So just, if you want to start us off, Ashley, what are some things that either big things that happened this year, things you accomplished, lessons you've learned, anything you want to share with us about your 2021? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm really glad that we're doing this because you're right. It's just such a powerful thing to reflect. And I'm the type of person where like in January, I do a lot of planning and vision boarding and goal setting and just really setting aside days to get intentional about my year. And then I check in usually around my birthday, which is about the six month point. So like in August and kind of reevaluate. And it's just, sometimes I'm very much forward focused and it's important, I think, to look back um, and like you said, be grateful for the things you've accomplished, the things you've learned kind of reassess and recalibrate uh, to the direction you want to go. You know, I was trying to narrow down the things I wanted to talk about because this has been, I think, a, an impactful year. Um, 2020 was quite a wild year, I think, for most of us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was just a lot of unknowns. A lot of my schedule was just kind of out of whack. Um, 
events and speaking gigs and those types of things were all canceled. Um, but it ended up 2020 ended up being kind of a year where I kind of needed some of that rest. And, you know, at the same breath, you know, I, I understand that it was a terrible year for a lot of people, but for me, it kind of gave me an opportunity to pause. And then here in 2021, I've been able to kind of bring forward some of those lessons I've learned as things are not exactly back to normal, but we're allowed to do a lot more things that we could in 2020, but still keeping in mind that it doesn't have to be a constant hustle. So I think I kind of learned that or starting to learn that in 2020, but in 2021, when I had the opportunity to start hustling again, um, it just, I, I kind of had this opportunity to be like, you know what, I, I don't have to go back to that. And so that was sort of a big lesson that I learned kind of just living more into ease. It's not that everything in life is easy, but I think we make a lot of things harder than they have to be because we pack our schedule with stuff that's not really in alignment with our intuition, stuff that is, you know, maybe ego-based, things that we're just doing because we think we're expected to do them. And I've just been really cutting out a lot of those things that just didn't feel good anymore. So that was sort of a big lesson that I learned is just like reassess, take out the things that are no longer serving anymore. Don't feel guilt about putting those to the wayside and really just focus on the things that are important to me, uh, whether that's in work or in life and try to just look for how can this be easier? <laughs> Not how do I make yeah. my life harder, you know, just to impress people, but how can this be easier and more enjoyable? So that's probably like an overall life lesson and sort of an conjunction with that uh I think I'm in my Saturn return which Charlie are you familiar with that Saturn return no I've heard I mean I've heard like things like that and I'm always like oh I want to like know like what these things mean it's like it's like the um like Mercury being in retrograde kind of is that like similar sort of basically it's where the planets were um, like the day, the year you were born, um, you know, they're always moving. And so this is the first time Saturn is back in the original position of, you know, where I was born. So like, usually it happens in your 29th or, you know, between 28 and 30 around there. But I think Mm -hmm. for me, it's 29. I just turned 29 this year. And I think a lot of people see that as like the midlife crisis or for this, uh, cause there's another one that comes later, like more towards your fifties. So this is more like the quarter life crisis. People are starting to talk about so like crisis. <laughs> I'm like, this sounds amazing. I'm like the first time since you were born, I feel like this is like a good thing. Yeah. Well, I think it can be, but I think when people don't know what's happening mm-hmm. and everything just feels like it's when everything's recalibrating, it feels like it's all over the place. And if you could have the perspective of, okay, things are falling into place and I'm finally like coming into my own. And I think that's the perspective I've tried to have with this. Um, but some people, when they're not aware of that, they're like, oh my gosh, everything I built for these 28, 29 years is falling apart. You know, it can be scary, but I, I feel like I'm a different person even from when I was like 25, and that's just four years ago. Like I almost don't recognize myself from then. So I guess some of that is leaning more into the ease and then trying new things and sort of reinventing 
Um, so I guess that sort of all goes together. But then um, two other really big things. Um, one, you're very much a part of Charlie. <laughs> it was a huge thing for my business to start hiring somebody that would be a virtual assistant and would help me with my business. And you have done such an incredible job. Um, it has taken so much off of my plate that I am just not good at. Like I'm very good at like big concepts and directional pieces, but the little details, you are so good at those. I was trying to do those things and it was stressing me out because it takes me twice as long. I'm dyslexic, so I'm getting dates wrong, all these kinds of things. And so I have wanted to have a virtual assistant for many years. And this is the first year that came about. And that has been a game changer, not just in my business, but kind of in my life because my life and business are very much combined. So that's a gratitude thing towards Aww. you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love, I've, I feel like I've learned so much from working for you. Like a lot of the things, like, so when I started this job with you, it was like, May or June. Yeah. And now I work as an admin in a, a college and I'm like, oh, I already know like how to do that. And I know how to do that because like, it's like things that I've learned like through yeah. you. And so it's been, yeah, it's been really helpful for me. And of course, anytime that I get to talk to you more, I feel like we talk so much more now. Yes. We used to talk like, and I know it's partly because of the podcast, but like we used right. to talk like on the phone, like about three times a year, four times yeah, a year yeah. or something like that. I feel like we talked like when the seasons changed. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> um, and now we talk like all the time, like we're always voice memoing each other. Mm -hmm. And whether it's about work, whether it's about the podcast, whether it's about, we just want to rant and we know each yeah. other will understand. Like, so it's just, I'm really grateful for it too, because we just get to talk to each other more. Yes. And I, I don't know. It's just, it's so much fun. And I think um, in the new year, we're going to be talking about human design and I'm excited about that because um, as I was kind of looking over our charts and stuff, I think we really have some really complimentary traits, but anyway, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. That'll be something exciting. in the new year, but um, yeah. And I guess um, one of the last things is I have really been working on my manifesting skills and I took a 16 week manifestation course this year. I took a four or six week one last year and like it's, it's finally all clicked into place. And so I've started really being able to manifest a lot of things that I want in my life um, at a lot faster speed. So like we are constantly manifesting all the time but sometimes we're doing it unintentionally and manifesting things that we did like without a lot of thought or, you know, ego gets in the way. Um, but we had had some decisions that we had made um, that were good decisions, but caused us to have sort of our finances had to react to that. <laughs> so yeah. finally, I think one of our big accomplishments is um, as a couple, my husband and I manifesting, getting to a place where our finances feel comfortable again, and there's some room to do some of the things that we really want. And, um, you know, there is obviously the aligned action step in there where you're taking action towards making money and creating the life you want, but also um, just realizing that some of it is mindset and how you point 
your intentions and those types of things. And so I'm, I'm really feeling a lot lighter and freer in that respect because our relationship is great. My husband's relationship, you know, we have meaningful work. Um, there's just so many things in our life that we loved, but money was kind of that last piece that was like, oh, damn, this is just stressful. Um, but it is manifested in a way that it is much easier than it was before and just really grateful for that. So those are kind of, I guess, three of my big things for the year. And I'm excited for 2022. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Um, like the first thing you mentioned about like resting, how they kind of started in 2020, where it was like, you kind of were forced to pause. Yes. Um, I feel like I can definitely relate to that because that's something like, I mean, we couldn't do anything. We couldn't go mm -hmm. anywhere. Um, so I can definitely relate to that for 2020. Yeah. I think mine are like, are similar. Um, yeah. They're different, but similar. I think the year of 2021 was like my year of mental health. <laughs> like, yes. um, and so I've really just turned a corner and I don't even know how to describe it. Like things have changed so much for me um, in terms of my mental health. And so that's kind of like almost all three of my things are about that. Um, and the first being really understanding that I'm resilient. Mm. Um, so like, it was like a new thing. My anxiety started in the past, like two or three years. And you know how, like, sometimes like you don't really like see anxiety sneaking up on you. And then it's like, when it's like out of control, then you're yeah. like, Oh, that actually started a while ago. And it like right. slowly crept up. So that's like something that like slowly has been creeping up, which I think probably for like two or three years. And basically like, I just had this idea in my mind that I was not resilient like that. Um, basically like nothing bad has ever happened to me, which is not true, but that's like what I was thinking. So like, right. nothing bad's ever happened to you. And so once it does like the tiniest little thing, like you are going to just fall apart. You are going to crumble. You aren't going to mm -hmm. make it like you're going to have a mental breakdown or your life's going to be ruined or like something. And so like, I was so terrified of like anything remotely bad happening. Um, and, and cause I felt like I just couldn't handle it. Like there's no way. Right. And that's something I really worked through in therapy. And it's something my therapist gave me this really like pretty imagery of basically like me being a tree with like these really deep roots in the ground. And mm -hmm. like when the wind comes, I like feel it and I might move a little, but like my roots stay like within the ground and I stay like standing up. And so that was like something that I like, which is funny, like it really is helpful to be able to picture something like that in times of like stress because I've had a few times this year where like all of a sudden it was like the wind was blowing like it was like not just wind it was like a hurricane you know and I'm like right I'm like I'm a tree and my roots are really deep in the ground you know and I was able to like handle it very well and not only realizing that I can handle things right. That I am resilient, that one thing isn't going to just like completely ruin me. But once I got to that point, it took several months for me to believe that mm. once I got to that point, I then got to the point where I was like remembering 
all the times in my life that I have been resilient. So I'm like, oh yeah, that thing that happened 15 years ago or that thing that happened 10 years ago or two years ago or whatever. I'm like, oh, I actually handled these things very well. I really am resilient. And so it was like, I had to like kind of believe it in the present to then look back and then express kind of like I was saying in the beginning, be able to express gratitude for myself for being able to um, handle those things or those situations. And so, um, and just thank myself for it, which was really cool. I didn't expect that. That was something that just kind of came spontaneously. Like once I started believing that I was resilient, um, it just kind of like popped in my head one day and I was like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, like that was, that was crazy that that happened. And like, I handled that really well. And it just kind of came out of nowhere. So that was something that was really like healing, I guess, for me to experience. I love um, that. And do you, have you seen, um, it's like a little clip. I'm trying to think who, who it was. It might've been Kanye West or Jay-Z, but basically they were like at a, a award ceremony. I can't remember who it was, but they're like thanking all these people. And they're like, and I want to thank myself for you know, <laughs> an amazing person. I'm like, yes, thank you. That's yourself. me this year. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to thank myself. I'm like, that's me this year. Yeah. I, I, I don't know who said it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Man, I wish I could remember, but yes, I love this that's so funny. much. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> and then kind of along with that, um, my, so like resilient was like my word for 2021. And then I got a second word, um, all in therapy was, um, so the second one is surrender. And that's something I really, was able to do this year, which I just like, when my therapist first told me like, you know, like we have to surrender. I was like, yeah, right. Like I am so <laughs> uptight. Like my anxiety is so like, keeps me on the edge. There's no way like I could surrender to anything. Basically just saying like, just to just like, let it be basically um, and surrender to life um, mm -hmm. and to not, cause I think that was like part of my problem. I mean, that's what most people's problems are with anxiety it's just like what if what if this what if this and that's kind of like how it was overtaking me to the point where I was like I don't want to I can't do these things I can't do these things that I want to do that I used to do because it's just like constant like what ifs and she had given me this like illustration of um which is so funny because yesterday Nate was like were you a fish in another life, like in a past life? Because what? I was telling him we were, we just drove around, like we live on a peninsula. So it's just like, we're surrounded by water. And so we like drove around the peninsula and I was, I told him, I was like, you know, I don't think I can ever live away from the water again, because every time I see it out of the corner of my eye, cause like I see it every day. I just think I'm so grateful. Like I'm so, mm -hmm. I never gets old. I, we've talked about before on the show that I, we both just like love the water. We feel drawn to the water. And so I just mentioned that I was like, yeah, you know, like that's what I'm thankful for is like living by the water because it's just, I, I don't know. It's just, it's wild. And I like went on this whole thing. And then he was like, were you a fish in another life? And I was like, <laughs> maybe so. He was like, show me your best fish face. And he was like, yeah, you definitely were. Um, <laughs> I was thinking maybe a mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe a mermaid, but it's funny that I brought up the fish because when my therapist was telling me about like the idea of surrendering, um, she gave an example, she was swimming in the ocean and like the waves, like a big wave was coming or something. 
can't remember the exact story, but she basically like went into the water and she opened her eyes and she saw like the fish just like mm-hmm. chilling basically in the middle of like a rough um, ocean and kind of like being like a fish, like surrendering is kind of like being like a fish in the ocean. I mean, like it's such a vast place the waves like I mean it seems pretty scary to us right when we see like the waves and like when you think about sharks and like predators but like the fish they're just like swimming along you know like and finding Nemo like just keep swimming you know um it's you know it's, it's really just like a total act of surrendering to to the universe to life to your surrounding type of thing and so that's what I tried to do, um, starting months ago. And I finally got to a point where like, I am just surrendered instead of chasing these, what ifs it's just like, you know, like, what if, like, I have, I have health anxiety and it's gotten so much better. It was bad. It was so bad. You know, Ashley, like it was just bad. And it's gotten a really good example of this is I like did a, um, cardio workout the other day last week. And it was like the first one I had done, like first cardio workout I'd done for a while. And like, you know, cardio, like really gets your heart pumping. And I have like this fear of like my heart rate getting too high. And so I was like, you know, I'm just going to do it, you know, and I started it and like a thought popped into my head saying like, what if you have, you have a heart attack right now? Like, what if you have a heart attack and you die all alone and no one is here. And like, I could like see myself on the floor and I was just like, yeah, what if, and I just kept doing it. And like, that is surrender. I would have never been able to, I would have chased the thought, you know, I would have chased the what if, or I would have tried to fight it and be like, no, no, no. Like you're bad for thinking that. And I would like give a story to it or, you know, say that I'm good or bad or whatever for thinking it. And so instead of doing that, I was able to just be like, yeah, what if like, and so when those thoughts come in my mind, it's so much easier for me to be like, yeah. Okay. Like, what if, you know, I, what if I do die? Like, I don't know. Like, it's just not something that I'm chasing because I've like just surrendered to life because it's not something I can control anyway. So that's like another really, really big thing. Uh, I think those are the two biggest things that have really impacted my growth um, in my mental health and being able just to do things that I would have never done that I had grown to be so afraid of. Um, like, I just, I get to live my life and Nate, like sometimes I'll say things and Nate's like, you did what? Or I'm like, yeah, I'm I like, I'm going to ride my bike to work. Like when I did that, Nate was just like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Because it's just something that would have scared me. You know, like I was scared to even yeah. like get in a car, let alone a bike or, um, you know, walking home by myself or like taking the bus by myself, like doing all these things that I've always wanted to do, but like my anxiety, like was holding me back from doing. And so those are just really, really big things. And I'm just really thankful for my therapist. Like, I think finding a good therapist really can change everything. Oh my God. Finally found a good one. (laughs) So, um, yeah. And then just like my last one is also a thing that I learned in therapy, which is a, is a big thing too. And I think it kind of relates to your first point about doing things because it's something that's in line with your intuition. And that's something that you actually want to do versus just wanting to impress people or like, it's what other people want you to do. And that um, is living out of obligation. And that's something I really 
learn to say, okay, you know what, I'm not going to do this just because I feel like I should. And that's something else I learned in therapy is like taking the should out of everything. Like, you, you know, because basically when you feel obligated to do something, generally like resentment comes along with that. And then it's like not, not good for anyone. So like if you're doing right. something because your family member wants you to, and so you just, you don't really want to, but you feel like you should do it. And then you do it, like what's going to happen is you're going to start resenting that person. And then that's not good for the relationship. It's not good for them. It's not good for you. And you just aren't being your authentic self. And so that's something that I really learned in um, therapy this year is to let go of the should, let go of the obligation to do something just because someone says they think that you should, or you feel like they want you to, or, or that you should. And that was like, a pretty big thing for me. And, um, I think it just kind of helped me more to like, just live my authentic self. I think this podcast is like a huge, um, a huge, I guess, testament. I don't know, like the mm -hmm. word to use to like living my authentic self, because like being able to, I don't even think I told you this, Ashley, but right before we like started to record, like it was something in therapy that I was like, I'm so nervous because like, I'm so nervous to put myself out there because we've talked about this before on the podcast that I like was just like I had gone to this place where I just wanted to like put myself yeah. like in the deepest darkest hole and like I didn't want anyone to see anything or know anything and so it was like a huge step in like vulnerability to be able to come on here and talk and so I think that's just again with the obligation and the living like my authentic self I feel like it just kind of like goes hand in hand and this podcast really it's been, it's been a test to that, to mm -hmm. like, you know, me like wanting to be my authentic self, but it's also like helped to bring it out and make me more comfortable and, and see like the, I guess, like the beauty and the reward and just being my authentic self. So that is so beautiful. I mean, all of the things that you mentioned are huge game changers, you know, because some things, you know, those are really getting down to the core of who you are as a person and, you know, yeah. releasing, um, you know, some of the anxiety and living into surrender and um, getting rid of the obligations, like all of those, like that affects every single area of your life. And mm -hmm. I'm just like, I don't mean this in a paternalistic way, but just like, I'm so proud of you as a friend and as a person of just, you realizing like there are some things in my life that I don't want to be big parts of my life anymore. And I'm going to go fight for my healing. I'm going to go fight for the kind of life that I want. And you are making these incredible strides. And I think that's an example to anyone listening, you know, just so many times, I think we, we assume that our life has to be this way. If it's, you know, there's things that we don't like in it, you know, things about ourselves that, you know, I mean, there's some things we need to learn to accept about ourselves, but you know, if they're genuinely things that are like impacting your life in a negative way, so many people just allow those to continue in their life without fighting for making a change and just assuming that one day they'll go away. But no, if you want a different type of life, you have to go out and get the help for it. You've got to do yeah. the work on yourself. And um, I just think that's such a good example because I know that our listeners are going through stuff. You know, I don't know exactly what it is. Maybe it's anxiety. I've gone through anxiety. I have that 
and I, I have it managed fairly well now, but like it, it can take you down some dark spirals. Yeah. And so whether it's that or whether it's eating disorders or whether it's, you know, depression or whether it's just, you know, relationships, I think people can really learn from your example of like recognizing there can be a different way. And also I'm going to pursue the help and support I need and put in the work to get the life that I want. And I'm just, I'm so happy for you. And I just know other people are going to learn from this. Well, thank you. You're, you're a really big inspiration to me. So, um, I know like you've always been there to listen to me and give me like, you always give the best advice. (laughs) So (laughs) I do appreciate that, but I think that's a really good point that, um, you know, you can change things. And just because you think, well, I'm just going to be like this forever. This is always going to hold me back. You can take steps um, to overcome those things. And I will say that for me, like it, it, I think for most people, Ashley, you probably would agree that it's scary to look for like help, to reach out for help, to find a new therapist, to Mm -hmm. whatever it may be. It's really scary and it's really uncomfortable. But I will say like looking back on how I felt when I started this journey, the beginning of this year to now, um, it's all, it was all worth it. And I'm really glad I, Nate really is the one who pushed me Mm -hmm. to go. And I'm really glad because I'm one of those people. And I think a lot of people probably are like this, like, oh, if you just like ignore something long enough, like maybe it won't actually be there anymore, which is like (laughs) not true. (laughs) Um, just because you like ignore it or you don't acknowledge it, it doesn't mean it's going to go away. Like it's going to be there and it's probably going to get worse. Um, because that's what happened in my, my situation, my anxiety, like I'm just like brushing under the rug, brushing under the rug. Well, you know, eventually the rug is like, you know, sitting pretty tall from all the, yeah, the junk underneath it. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, I think, um, I just kind of wanted to say that to encourage, people who may feel hesitant, um, it's, that's normal. Like everybody, I would say like everybody doesn't feels uncomfortable and doesn't want to reach out and is scared. That's like, yeah, that's just a sign of being a person. Yeah. Yeah. And one other little thing that you touched on, uh, you mentioned a couple of times, I just wanted to affirm is, you know, it took you a minute to find the right therapist for you. And I've had, you know, very similar experiences. I've had some amazing therapists. I've had some mediocre therapists. And then I've had one therapist that was pretty shitty. And Mm -hmm. I was just like, as I've told other therapists about some of the things that that therapist told me, they're like, what the hell? How do they still have a license? And I'm like, yeah. So um, if anybody needs therapy for things, first of all, there's no shame in that. Like I see a therapist on a regular basis. I love it. Um, But just know that you know, there's a difference between, okay, this is a little bit uncomfortable because it's getting me outside my comfort zone and I'm being forced to realize that there's an area I need to grow in versus I feel uncomfortable because this doesn't feel like the right fit. They don't get me. Um, I don't feel safe, those kinds of things. So it does, you know, it can take a minute, but I agree with you. It's totally worth it when you find a good one. Really true. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, this was such a, a nice conversation. Yeah. I like, I love being able to celebrate things. And so like, I feel like this is kind of like a little celebration. <laughs> and so it's fun. Um, but we can go ahead and move into our serendipitous stories. Yeah. You have 
one for this week? Well, I do. And it's, it's not exactly a serendipitous story. It's more of like a feel good story and something that I think you and I have known for a while, but the world is starting to catch up. Um, in the UK, octopus or octopi, I guess that's the plural. Octopi. I think so. I think we had this conversation yeah. and I don't know if yes. we decided. I think it's octopi though. Yeah. Many octopies, <laughs> you know, them, them critters with all the arms in the ocean. Um, they have now um, in the UK been legally considered as sentient beings and they can feel joy. They can feel happiness, excitement, mm. love, pleasure, pain, all those kind of emotions. And this hasn't exactly changed laws as far as like how to protect them and keep them safe but it does start to set a precedent for how octopi can be treated and it's now discouraging people from doing some of the practices like boiling them alive because when you realize that these are not just globs of goo under the sea like they they feel joy and like I think yeah. they can fall in love with each other and just like have all those emotions like when you realize that like how can yeah. you just put them in a boiling pot because they taste good for their delicious arms like I just right. I have had octopus before so I'm not sitting out there like condemning everybody because you know not everybody knows and all that kind of stuff but mm -hmm. I just thought it was such a sweet thing to realize all of the emotions that they have and how smart they are and I think you said you watched my octopus teacher is that right oh my gosh I cried I cried so much it was so good uh so anyway there's like tons of news articles about it. All you have to like Google is like octopus sentient beings and you'll find all these articles and stuff, but they're such sweet animals. Um, and I don't know, I just, I felt like that was at least a step forward in protecting them, keeping them safe and treating them as the beautiful beings that they are. So just had to share that Aww. story. I made my day. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And my dog started barking because they were oh. like, oh, they're agreeing. They're like, yeah, yeah of course animals feel, huh? feel joy. <laughs> like they're like, of course, they're feeling a lot of joy right now because they're on their heated blankets. So <laughs> good. Oh. <laughs> I love that you give them heated blankets. That's perfect. <laughs> they also like the laundry, like why take it out oh. of the dryer? Yeah. I jump on the couch and they go nuts. Like they well, I like that crawl. too. I'll be like, I'm yeah, gonna put on pajamas straight from the dryer or <laughs> like if you get out of a shower and you put on like a warm the towel. towel. Oh, oh my gosh. I'll do that. I'll be like, okay, Nate, I'm putting this in the towel, then in the dryer just to warm it up. When I call you, bring it to me. Cause yeah, there's nothing like it. But yeah, I love that. Um do you have any animals. stories? I, I do have one story. Um, so I have, and you actually might be able to see it. I didn't even think. Um, so my grandma and grandpa, um, when they, they both died, well, my grandma died. Actually, I think it's one year today, maybe. Oh, I think wow. it is actually. Yeah. And my grandpa died um, in the summer and we were like going through their house and it was like really overwhelming for me because it was like, I everything was like theirs and it reminded me of them and I actually just wanted to leave it how it was and like leave the house how it was but like we couldn't okay. do that um but I also like have a very small apartment and I'm also yeah. like um clutter makes me like really anxious and so 
I like knew I didn't want to take too much. So I had to like take, you know, very specific things. And so we only took like a few things and I kept saying, no, like my aunts were like, here, take this. And I'm like, no, no, no. And I'm like, I can't, I can't take yeah. anymore. And, um, right as we were about to leave, I remember, um, their house for the last time, my aunt was like, well, what about this, um, wind chime? And it was a lighthouse and mm. it had like a little, like, there's like little sailboats basically. And then there, the chimes. And I was like, fine, I'll take it just because we were moving to Maine and like, there's so many lighthouses yeah. here and stuff. And so I found it when I was putting up the Christmas tree because it just like, I never put it out. We don't have anywhere to put a wind chime. Cause like, right. again, we're in a tiny apartment and you could hang it up inside, but it's not going to be like, chiming, right. you know, <laughs> like there's no point. Um, and so I found it when I was putting the Christmas tree up and I was like, oh my gosh, like this could be an ornament. And so I cut the chimes off and let me like take it down so you can see it. I, I okay. forgot you might be able to see it up there. It's I think I can me. see maybe a little bit it sort of looks like a rocket ship from where I'm at though. Yeah. Okay. So oh, this is it. Yeah, that's cute. Oh my gosh. I love the little house beside it too. Yeah. And so it's, to me, it's serendipitous, I guess, for a few reasons. One is that it reminds me of Maine. Yeah. Um, and they had this for like a while. Like, I don't, there's not like a date on it or anything, but they've had it for a while, uh -huh. like long before we even thought about Maine. And it's not right. like, I don't know. I think maybe they had been to Maine. I'm not sure if they had. Uh -huh. And um, so like that's serendipitous. So it's like, reminds me of them and reminds me of like my new home. But also the fact that like I found it while I was putting the Christmas tree up. And so I was able to yeah. find like a, a really nice use. It kind of looks like it was made to be an ornament, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Because this came on it, this little string. And it's just, you just have to ignore these little like things. For sure, the sure. Are, but but yeah. yeah, so. That's a great story. Oh, I love <laughs> yeah. it. Thanks. And, you know, if our listeners, if you have any stories, um, serendipitous stories, ghost stories, Christmas ornament stories, just really happy things like Ashley shared about um, octopi, please write in. We want to hear them. Um, we'd love to share your stories on the show. Um, you can email us at pod.serendipity at gmail.com or you can follow us on Instagram at serendipity.pod and send us a DM with your story. And if you do it that way, you can also send an audio message on Instagram and we may be able to share that on the show so we yeah we would love to to hear that and I know Christmas is coming up so if you have any like holiday stories um you know funny memories with your family special like I feel like magical things happen a lot around the holidays yeah. <laughs> um so we would love to hear those too Yes, absolutely. And this is actually going to be our last episode of 2021, our 25th episode. I think that's perfect that we ended on yeah. kind of a, a nice number like that. Um, but we're definitely going to be back in 2022 sometime in January. So make sure that you have your notifications on all that kind of stuff for um, the podcast, you know, whether you get it on, you know, um, Apple podcasts or um gosh what are the other ones spotify, spotify. Oh, yeah um yeah make sure that you're tuning in for that because we will definitely be back with some more everyday magic but yeah i hope you all have a great holiday season whatever you choose to celebrate and we'll see you in the new year yeah happy holidays <laughs> <laughs>